What's up, B-Rob? This is Jared Hooker of Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Man, how you and all your people do. Good to hear from you, or I guess the good to hear uh, some of your shows here lately. Very interesting, especially the one that you had with another guy named Rob, and it was sort of like a Rob Inception or something like that. Sort of crazy, but very cool. Hey, man. Um, congratulations on the Wrestling is Trash podcast. Haven't told you that, even though I know it's been out for quite some time. Uh, it's a great show as well. And I wanted to say thank you very much for giving us props uh, on being in store shelves over here. Yeah, we're in Utah, but Texas born and bred, baby. Always, all day, H-Town, all day. But, yeah, had a great opportunity um, to work with an Ace Hardware that's up here. Uh, and, you know, starting to sell product through them. Also, another amazing show called The Barbecue Pit Stop, uh, excuse me, store, called The Barbecue Pit Stop, which has three locations here, and it is a great barbecue specialty store. So, you know, that's that's high respect right there, if, you know, getting picked up by a store like that. Uh, and there's some other great stuff in the making, man, other great stuff in the works. Uh, you know, it's all a big blessing, and I thank God for that every day. Uh, and I think, thank people like you and your listeners, Hoppy, uh, for his great commercial drop, uh, and everyone else that is a randomonium, um, out there. And I'm just sitting behind crazy Utah drivers mm-hmm. right now. And I don't know why this person is sitting here backing up in the middle of the freaking street. So whatever. Anyway, hey man, thanks. Shout out to you and all your people. Go ahead and use that 10% off code on Etsy.com. Search for Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Use that 10% off code 3RSHOW and get you some Hooks Rub. Peace out. Hashtag We Smoke Meat. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rub. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. Um, if you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you so very much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, if you're in that general vicinity, go ahead and uh, extend your arm out and uh, engage in a crisp high five but if you're not in their general vicinity use your favorite social media app of choice to where it be facebook instagram uh twitter uh whatever have you to dm this person and let them know that you appreciate the recommendation that is me (laughs) so speaking of social media 
You can follow me on all the things just about almost. I'm not on Tinder, Grinder, or Vero or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. But you can find me on Twitter at 3R Show. You can find me on Facebook by searching The Random Ramblings with Rob. You can find me on Instagram by using the hashtag 3R Show or hashtag Walmart Log, where you can watch me walk around Walmart, talk about things. Um, and anything else that you're interested in pertaining to the show, you can go to randomrobcast.com. Shout out to our sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, who I am proud to announce have secured a spot on a shelf in an actual store. So you can go to an actual brick and mortar place and purchase use some hooks, rubs, and spices in the Utah area. I'll get the specifics. It just popped into my brain just now. But shout outs to hooks, rubs, and spices. But if you're not fortunate enough to be in the area of Utah where they're selling actually on shelves and shit, you can order online through Etsy at hooks, rubs, and spices.etsy.com. So uh, help them spread the spices all over the earth all over the world you you know put it all over your meats your face neck and your chest if you so inclined to but anyway with all that being said i have a guest with me on this edition and he is from the land of fries is it it okay to say that i don't want to offend nobody you don't offend me anyway (laughs) (laughs) maybe some other maybe maybe offended but i'm not okay so uh, joining me is a, a guy that I have found from the wilds of the internet, specifically Twitter, where I've browsed a couple of his uh, videos, man talking to a microphone. I can relate. I, I'm doing this thing right now. But um, what particularly interests me about this fellow is that he does uh, reviews of old nostalgic wrestling games, which I thoroughly enjoy because I grew up on said games that he reviews. So... Without further ado, from the Lucha Arcade, we have my man Tony with me. This Hey, what up? What up? Yo, what up? You sound very you know energetic. What? You know, yeah, well, I tried to, but the thing is, you know, I, just by your intro, I just wanted to jump every sentence to say something because I, I just can't. <laughs> that's just me. You know, I, I just can't help it. There's so many things I wanted to say. I want to talk about Vivo. Wait, what the fuck is that anymore? Like, I wanted to talk about the spices. Why? I You see, when you talk about spices, I want to be in Utah and have spices. And it, I mean, that's crazy. And your intro is just the best intro I've ever heard in my entire life. It's better than the... The, the intros I actually hear on other podcasts, like the Joe Rogan's podcast, that kind of things, I don't hear that kind of intro. Do you write your intro or do you have somebody writing it for you? I just sat down and said it as it came to me. <laughs> that was just imp- No, that was not improvisation. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I could be lying to you since we're not live via camera. So Yeah, but <laughs> oh my God, that was, that was just good. I can't do this. I can't. That's talent. That's why you're having your, pod- your podcast. That's talent. Yeah. That's it. Well, I appreciate the high praise. And um, I, I got a chance to go through a little bit of your content today. And I mean, it's well put together. I have some questions about that. But before we even get that far to where we yeah. are currently in life, we need to delve back into the past a little bit. So right. my question for you, I mean, since you do the um, the wrestling co- uh, collections and everything of the video games and whatnot, is it safe yeah. to say that you are a wrestling fan? 
Uh, I might be a little bit at some extent. I might like wrestling a little bit. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm a, I'm a freaking huge fan of wrestling. And uh, like to talk about the past, that's the funny thing because I grew up in France. Mm-hmm. I am French, all right, because the audience doesn't necessarily know that. But I am French. I grew up in France. I was born in France. And the thing is that uh, wrestling is somewhat popular in France, but with like French federations, which, which are absolutely not known anywhere else but in France. Mm-hmm. And of course, the WWF at the time, now WWE, um, was was famous because we knew the big stars on television, like Hulk Hogan, for example, or The Rock. Mm-hmm. But um, it was not very uh, like as popular as it could be in the UK, for example. That's not f- very far from us, right? Yeah. So the thing is, um, if I wanted to watch it on TV, I could not necessarily watch it because it was um, either on cable television or things that were not accessible very easily when I was younger. And um, and we didn't have the magazines, for example. The UK had it. You know, the UK is basically an hour of flight away from us. But basically, we didn't have anything. We didn't have the magazines. We didn't have the TV shows. And when we had the TV shows, the weekly shows... They would happen like, I don't know, with a delay of, I don't know, three to four weeks uh, from the US. So it was very hard to follow. And uh, very late at night, of course, because it was the kind of uh, fight things that you don't have your kids watching on top of it in France with the lows and everything. So it was pretty hard to watch. And the only thing that we could really relate to was the video games. And when I was younger, uh, I had the Nintendo 64, which was my first console. And one of my friends invited me over and say, look, I've got this game. Look what you can do. You can basically take chairs and hit your (laughs) friend with it. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I discovered for the first time, guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. And I was like, who the hell are these dudes, you know? And this guy didn't know anything about wrestling, just like I did not know anything about wrestling either. So for me, that was just a video game with fictional characters. And I I got back to like like to, to my TV a few years later and I, I watched it and I was like and I and I found the WWE on TV and I was like, wait a second, I've seen that before. And that was the first time I was seeing that. Maybe I was twelve year old, you know? And I, and I saw that and I was like, wait a second, I had a game like this on a Nintendo sixty four like before and those people exist for real what is that and wrestling was a real thing and i didn't know about it and it was a shock to me and and since then my first game was wwf warzone on the nintendo 64 and from then i i fell in love with wrestling wrestling definitely you know yeah and it just happened like that and since then i i never stopped ever (laughs) (laughs) and i i can understand that i found wrestling at a young age too but in the um when you was talking about the delay from the UK to where you are and whatnot, it reminds me of my childhood to where here, even here in the States where I currently live in Texas, but I was born and raised in Louisiana, which, you know, from where I sit to where I was born is a two and a half hour drive. Absolutely. Yeah. So we had those same delays and just cultural senses like music, fashion and, oh. you know, so it was like oh man we had that like two months ago and we just getting it here in louisiana like oh okay <laughs> is that true even between states it's like that for real yeah well i mean where i'm from is a smaller town so it's not as um as accessible to you know, yeah get yeah those things to us as it would be any other major city 
but it's way different now. I mean, it's still a little bitty town where I'm from, but they have some more of those modern conveniences now. Right. I mean, the Internet itself is just already something, you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, because when the Internet hit us, uh, I just like I can remember getting AOL disc in the mail. And <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Using all I remember that trials and everything like hurry up man yeah we gotta get get up, download as much as we can before this trial run out <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we would take an hour to just load a, a, G, a jpeg at the time that was that was something too yeah and that was the thing that I, I think about often especially when i go to walmart on my excursions uh i go to the mm-hmm. um the hard drive aisle like it with the memory sticks and all that stuff to yeah where, the floppy disk yeah <laughs> <laughs> to where i can remember the same 32 gigabyte thumb drive that they sell now for five bucks used to cost that like is, $150. I know. That is out. insane. That is just insane. Yeah. But like, I know you talked about, you know, learning more about professional wrestling through the video games. Yeah. So whenever you were able to access, you know, professional wrestling on TV regularly or through video or anything like that, what was one of your first favorite matches that you can remember? One of the matches that you watched over and over again? Oh, the one that I watched over and over again. Um, well, the thing is, I didn't know about pay-per-view really, because once again, that was not something they would show in France. So they would make a kind of a weekly mashup, I guess, that the the United States would send to other countries like France, and they would send basically their their recap if you want that was like an each week we had an episode of uh, monday night raw but in fact in it uh they would include for later of course they would include uh raw plus smackdown in it plus some bits of pay-per-views okay and i remember that SummerSlam, and i think it was i don't want to say bullshit but i think it was 2002 i don't even remember that but there was triple h against Shawn michaels where they they reformed the dx the degeneration x and they split up in the middle and both of them were against each other and that was such a big deal and uh, i remember this match but was it 2002 i don't know but yeah definitely remember this one and i remember also and that was a little bit later but i remember uh the undertaker against uh sean michaels oh uh, sean michaels what am i saying uh shane mcmahon and uh, those those crazy those crazy matches, you know, I just it was just crazy to me to see that, and especially because I, you know, when you're a kid, you believe in it, you know. So when you see blood, when you see, uh, yeah. you know, the entrances they make and how serious they are on on TV, you're like, all right, this must be true. So when you see a, a video like, for example, the limousine of uh, Vince McMahon exploding. You're like, okay, he's dead for real, like yeah. for real, like. And I would, I remember, would I would go to school and say to my friends that we're watching too, because I got them on the bandwagon at the same time. They were like, "Did you see what happened?" I was like, "Yeah, man, the the, the CEO of the WWE is just just dead, just died on TV, <laughs> you know." And everybody's like, "I know what, what the hell, man?" That's, <laughs> you know. But these things stay in my mind. But yeah, I would say this match was somehow one of the matches that I remember. The most, actually, was the ladders and everything. It was that was crazy. Yeah. What was yours? Oh shit! Um, when I was young, I had a VHS tape of uh, the best of WrestleMania one through five, and it yeah. was like uh, the marquee matches from WrestleMania one, two, three, four, and five. So the one I find myself watching most often was um, the one from WrestleMania one. It okay. Was, uh, Hogan 
and uh, Mr. T with a uh, Jimmy Snooker in the corner against uh, Roddy Piper, Paul Warndorf, and um, Bob Orton with the arm cast. And uh, Muhammad Damn. Ali was the freaking referee for that match. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was the one I watched the most and everything. And um, but you know, as everybody knows, as has listened to the show, this will be specifically for the new listeners and you. Um, I did not come into professional wrestling via a video game or from professional wrestling itself. <laughs> I found out about professional wrestling because Hulk Hogan was an actor to me. Yeah. I seen, okay. I seen him in movies first before I seen him you in wrestling. You saw him in movies, of course. Yeah. So I happened to go to a video store. And I seen him on the cover of a WrestleMania VHS. And I was like, oh, that's that guy from that movie. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I remember him. Yeah. Big mustache. <laughs> and then I watched that VHS and then I got hooked on wrestling from there. <laughs> okay. You remember the movies I were in at the time? Oh. I mean, I know he had this uh, his series on like, yeah. he was on a, on a boat or something in Florida. Thunder in Paradise or something like that. There we go. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they had Thunder in Paradise and then they WCW branded another show called w- WCW Thunder or some shit like Thunder, that. yeah. Became a game. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, see. You yeah, have, yeah. Have it's on PlayStation, yeah. Have you, uh, you have you got that one yet? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, we should ask about the games I do not own yet, in fact, because the, the list is way cho- shorter. But uh, yeah, looking, where is it? Yeah, it's behind me. I, I was like, oh, you have, sure. you have the physical list. It's just up on your yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so does your wall look like a one of those uh, crime scene things from a movie to where like they have the head guy at the top and then they got the yarn <laughs> going to all the other people and everything? You just crossing them off your list? <laughs> well, I, I stopped doing this because it was way too messy on my wall. So I started an Excel sheet on Google Docs, Te- <laughs> which is way easier to put crosses and change the things and not having post-its everywhere. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I did that actually because it's it's important. Well, first of all, there's not a hundred like there's not hundreds and hundreds of games to collect. All right, because we're just talking about wrestling. I mean, that's not like I don't know all the kind of games like shooters or Call of Duties or things like that. But um, but. I'm not just collecting one version of the game. Generally, I take it on all platforms that exist. So like WWE All-Stars, for example, I have it on the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Nintendo 3DS, the Wii, the PSP. I'm probably missing one too, but no, that should be it. And I took the arcade stick and it came with a second version of the Xbox 360. And sometimes if the, the cover is variant, I... I take it as well. So I've got two copies of Crush Hour, for example, which yeah. is a bad game, but still I have both <laughs> copies. <laughs> well, well, you sound like me in the sense to where like I collect uh, Blu-ray and DVD and oh, everything. Okay. So like I won't go to the extent of, you know, getting the different variant covers. But mm-hmm. if um, it's a collection, say is a, a five movie set and I only have two, I'll buy the five movie set and then, you know, I'll take the, Two that I originally had, and I sell them, and I go back with oh, that money okay. and buy more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, like, I know people collect collect uh, horror kind of uh, movies, you know, like Nightmare on Ham Street and stuff like yeah. that. And they make they make new releases every year of these movies since the '80s, and they always bring something different. Like the 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 color of the mask is like a, a shade down or something like this yeah. and they always buy it or the cover somehow has like metal strings on it or and they always buy them so they have uh, basically 30 versions of uh, the same movie so i mean those things scare me because i know I'm, i feel i feel crazy sometimes when i collect something and i buy it off of ebay 
you know, one cover, one thing that is different from the one I originally own, and it's like two dollars plus another two dollars plus another. And in fact, I received like ten games in in my mailbox, and I'm like, I, I feel crazy because I already have them five times, but the cover is <laughs> just different. <laughs> so I know, but on top of it, recently I've been uh, watching another podcast that was the one of um uh what's his name uh oh damn i forgot the two wwe superstars that are collecting uh, uh, uh figurines yeah, zach the major Ry podcast yeah, the, yeah zach yeah, zach Ryder and uh Kurt absolutely Hawkins. yeah and brian yeah and i was watching and i was like you know i'm very i'm very glad that figurines is not figures is not something that interests me <laughs> yeah. because i feel like I, I die of of trying to buy all these things i don't know how they do this this is I mean, this is incredible. Like, first of all, there's like millions of, of figures. Yeah. And on top of it, they, you have variants all the time. And you've got new editions all the time. And you've got like years and some that are signed, some that are in box, some that are not. And, and to me, it is absolutely crazy. Sometimes the, the, the simple headband of Hulk Hogan that's be like blue or pink would be completely different and worth way more money. And I'm like, how do you collect these things? Uh, to me, it sounds it sounds insane. Like, and some somehow it, I'm I feel better by the fact that I only have a couple of games. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Well, see that that was the thing with me too. As far as uh, what's the joints, the pop vinyls go. Mm -hmm. So there's so many of them. And they, oh yeah, and it's just like I like them, but I only limit myself to the wrestling ones because I know there's I know. a smaller group of those rather than the whole spectrum of what pop vinyls offer. So I just, I know, I know it's insane. Like and on top of it, it takes place, you know, because they're in boxes mm -hmm. uh, that are, I mean, they're not gigantic boxes, but still they're consistent. You know, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, um, I had a rule about buying them. It's just like, I will only buy wrestling pop vinyls. Mm -hmm. And I can only buy them if I'm in person with them. So, like, if I go to the store oh. and they have them there, that's the only way I can buy it. I can't order them online or whatever because, you know, my car will be full and my wallet will be empty. But <laughs> if I go to, like, a GameStop or a Target or Walmart or anything like that and they have one there that I don't have, I can buy it. But well, yeah, that's and actually you you mentioned that and that's interesting because I lived in New York for five years. All right, the the past five years I've, I I was living in New York, and um, and actually I bought some of the games there because it was easy. I could go to flea markets yeah, exactly. or you know garage sales or what like you know kind of things like this, and and I can find pretty much everything in France. I can't find anything absolutely nothing so i don't have the choice but to buy on ebay so when i'm missing something i generally go on ebay and i find the prices and i'm telling you even on the american ebay there's way more choice but each time i want to buy something and sometimes i feel bad about it but i need it and like i buy very very bad games on top of it because i need to have it in the collection yeah. and like for example uh, wwe aftershock that's on the Engage. I don't even know if anybody remembers the Engage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a, a Nokia telephone, you know? Phone, yeah. <laughs> and it, has, it had games on it, but bad games. And the WWE somehow found a way to release a game on this console. I don't know why. I don't know what crossed their mind. What, did they see the future in this platform? I don't know. But they released a game called Aftershock. And I need that game that's impossible to fi find in France. Just didn't get a release there. And uh, I found it for like $12. And, you know, the problem is that shipping is like $30 plus import fees is like 15 So 
for for a game that's that bad, it hurts a lot to pay that much. <laughs> but you know, if I was like in a in a I don't know Goodwill, for example, or I don't know like uh, Salvation Army kind of store, I could yeah. find it. You know, I could find that kind of things. But here, it's impossible to find. So eBay is my last resort, actually. Yeah, I, I, I've done that most recently to where there was one game that I wanted to play on the original Xbox. Yeah, and. I just happened to go to because I go to Goodwill as well and see because um they have Blu-rays and stuff in there. I try to find mm-hmm. it for cheap, and um I, I seen it and it was um the Matrix on the uh, Matrix enter the enter the Matrix on the original Xbox and I was just like why did <laughs> why did you want to play this game I liked it so much because I like <laughs> the movies. <laughs> Man, this, it is a bad game. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. I mean, I, I recently, I recently replayed it, and um, as far as you know, as far as how we've come with technology compared to what we have now, and you know, in between then and then, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crappy. But I, I love the shit out of that game because I love the movies. Well, yeah, I know. And in, in anyway, that's something I say often to people that comments on my tweets or whatever. I often say because some people tell me their favorite game and uh, sometimes nostalgia is waiting way more than yeah. what the actual game is. Yeah. And that I can understand. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, because um, what I really liked about the game was that um, it took two um, characters yeah, from the movie and gave them their the own, give, yeah. gave them their own storyline within the current within the timeline of the the actual movies, and mm-hmm. it had actual f- movie footage in the game that exactly. corresponded with the movie. That's why I enjoyed it so much. They even made um, Neo's game, um, the Path of Neo, for the original Xbox, yes, where that yeah. takes place in the training simulation to where he was actually training. Um, on the comp- inside the, the Matrix and everything, so you go through a whole bunch of different training montages that they didn't show in the movie with actual mm-hmm. freaking movie footage, and then they also had an alternate ending to Revelations, um, that was presented by the Wachowski brothers in the game. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of those two games, and that was I bought the games, and I didn't have an original Xbox. I just wanted to have the games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but do you have an Xbox 360 or not? Well, I have a 360, but this was on the original, like the very first Xbox. But I'm, Yeah, but isn't it uh, like backward compatible? I don't think it was. Well, I, you should try because most of them are backward compatible on the Xbox 360 now. Well, I'll try, but yeah, you know, I, definitely. I, I, I messed around and I got an original Xbox now. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's even better than it's just running on the original thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I went to a uh, um, a con, a convention or whatever for the yeah. podcast, and I was just walking around and there it was. It was just sitting there in its original box. Oh, my. And How much? Dude was like 80, but I was like, uh. Oh. He was like 80, and I was like, um, how about you keep the box? I just want the system. He's like, all right, 60. I was like, all right, let me get that. <laughs> and that's not bad, honestly. That's not bad. That's that's probably the price I would have put, yeah, between 50 and $60, I guess. Yeah, because like, uh, I was doing yeah. the pros and cons like how you would. I mean, the, getting it here and in person, taking it home right now versus getting it on eBay, I could probably get it for $50, so which would have been $10 left to have it in person. 
but I would have had to pay shipping and, you know, I had to wait. Yeah. So I yeah. Mean, pay that extra $10 and I can hold it in my hands and take it home now. Yeah. That's where you, yeah. That was, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I would say, though, I was only upset about one thing. Whoever housed this unit, whoever had it before I got it, they had a dog. And that dog oh. and that dog stunk. Because when I first fired this motherfucker up, the, the freaking fans in the back blew out all kind of dog funk and hair. Oh. But it still worked fine. I'm not mad about it. It's just that smell. It took a little bit for it to go away. <laughs> I know what it is. I treat both uh, a game that I love and that very few people like. I mean, that's a wrestling game. Of course, that's MTV Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I know. And the show is great, you know. And the game is actually really not bad for, like, like the kind of people mm-hmm. that made it. They didn't care about it at all. It, that's the kind of game that really uh, deserve a uh, a reboot or a remake nowadays. It would be absolutely awesome mm-hmm. because you know it's just basically the the in the in the TV show uh, the characters are made out of clay, I guess yeah. you know. And so uh, and so to put that into 3D, you don't need a lot of like like polygons. You know, you just need to make uh, basically a low poly kind of game, and I think it would be great. But when I received the box, I, I opened it to check if it was uh, all good with the manual and everything, and it, it stunk a uh, cigarette. Yeah. And uh, the games weren't like, I don't I mean, I don't mind really because I don't really care, but I know people really mind that. And I, I, I wrote to the seller and I said, look, I don't mind, but for a future reference, some people may actually send you back the game because it really smells like cigarette. And still now, like that's a month and a half that I have it. I opened this box a few times. It's like in pure air and everything. It still smells. So, I mean, yeah, I can understand that, especially for a console, you know, that's with a fan and everything. It's pretty annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bought all, <laughs> and it was a kind of a curse as well because I only wanted to play those two games, but. I went to um, one of the retro stores and they had like a shelf full of OG Xbox games. And I was just like, oh, I remember this one. Oh, I remember this one. Uh, yeah. It's only $2. Oh, this is only 5 Let me get all these. <laughs> That's the trap. That is the trap with all consoles. Because nostalgia, I'm telling you, is waiting a lot. And I'm telling you, that, and on top of it, the Xbox is not a bad console. That, that was a good console. Hell yeah. You could it play, had great games. You And not only that, it was one of the consoles that you can burn your music to. You can put a, yes, a CD absolutely. in there and you can download all your music to the hard drive. And they even had a couple of wrestling games. To where you can use yeah. music from your hard drive as your creative character's intro music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When people were would play Halo, the first one, the first Halo, that I remember guys playing with their actual music on it. And that was the thing. They were like, you can play. You, just this would make me like crazy about, about the console. I, I owned it, but at the very end of the console... And uh, I sold it very fast to buy the, the next one. Yeah, yeah. The same but, uh, but, yeah, but I remember it. Now, do you have a Dreamcast? I do not have the Dreamcast, and I never owned the Dreamcast. Actually, I was always a, a Nintendo kid, uh-huh. so I never had uh, any Sega, actually. Um, but uh, but I own the games that are on the system, but not the system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, have you even played the games? Even though uh, you don't I, have- Well, the games that the Dreamcast has... Uh, are on other platforms like the ECW games. Oh, okay. Uh, the only the only game that was exclusive to the Dreamcast was uh, WWF Royal Rumble, yeah. which is not the same as the one on the Super Nintendo or the 32X. 
So the one on, on the Dreamcast is, is a game that's completely exclusive to the console. So this one, I played it on emulation. I didn't play it, you know, with an, I'm, I mean, on with a real console, but I would like to do that because I prefer to do that. Yeah. But yeah, love, love the, the Dreamcast. I actually love this console. Yeah. I, I played this console before with friends and I love it. Yeah. The Dreamcast was before its time. And I think Sega was, um, the ones, I mean, they suffer from that a lot. They were ahead of the curve on all the things, but it was just like not the right time for the things that they put out. I am like, I, I could, I could rent for hours and hours and hours on Sega and how they missed it. Like Sega literally came to uh, beat up Nintendo. And I mean, Sega does what Nintendo don't, you know what I'm saying? Like they, <laughs> that was their thing. And like, that was crazy to me how they fucked up this thing because they came against Mario, who was a fat plumber with an Italian accent, completely lost, drugged up on mushrooms, trying to save a princess in a castle full of dragons that made no sense. And they came with this cool ass dude that goes to 100 miles an hour called called Sonic. He was blue. He was cool. He had shades. He would go fast and, and they still managed to fail. And they had, and for kids, that was a big deal. And all their consoles were all the time ahead of, it, of their time. Like the Trimcast, as you said, it had online compatibilities. It had, uh, you know, CDs. It had uh, on the on the controller itself a little thing that you can plug in to see an extra an extra um, screen, little yeah. screen. It, I mean, it was insane. Like they had games that you can play online. Like in Japan, they would play a game called Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. And that was that was such a great game. That's a, that's from Sega. On top of it, Fantasy Star Online, and that that I had way later on the GameCube. On top of it, like to me, Sega was was amazing, and they missed it. And there's I remember there's a video on YouTube that's called The Rise and Fall of Sega. It's like a documentary of an hour something, and it's perfect. It it sums up everything that they did and they failed at. And I and I don't understand how they. I mean, they're still around. You still see the Sega logo everywhere. And uh, but the thing is that you feel like, no, it's not what it used to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, they stopped manufacturing consoles and just stuck with the software. I mean, yeah, look at like the Sega, uh, which one is the Genesis? The Genesis Mini, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's so happy about this thing. And I mean, like, it it means that people love, uh, they have the nostalgia of, of Sega. Everybody loves Sega. They just... Only Sega fucks up Sega. I I don't understand. With the fan base that's there, I don't understand. Look, look what they did with the new Sonic movie. Like, I mean, you're like, you're like, are you going to fuck up everything that exists about Sega or what? Like, you don't understand. Yeah. I mean, some of the, some people can say the same can be said for WWE. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Only WWE can fuck up WWE. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can put all the fans together. You can put all the goodwill you want. Uh, if they decide not to listen, they will not listen and they will do whatever they want. And since there's no, like, other alternative, we don't have the choice, but we buy it. Like, I yeah. see people online, they're going to buy WWE 2K20. And I think it's just a big DLC of everything that happened before. I, I As a collector, I'm not going to buy it. That's mm-hmm. to tell you. I mean... When I say I'm not going to buy it, I'm not going to buy it now. I'm not going to pre-order it. And I'm not going to buy it until like months, until it drops in price. And I find it on eBay. Like that's basically what's going to happen. I'm not going to buy that game. I refuse to pay $90 for a DLC. I refuse. Yeah. I mean, and that's 
the realization I came to this year, man, because I bought it ever since they went over to like um, just going to the numbers because they had a uh, SmackDown versus Raw, Raw versus SmackDown or Raw. You, you know, the game, that series mm-hmm. SmackDown. Then mm-hmm. it went away. Then they came back with a uh, WWE 13. Yep, and 12. Then, what, 12? 12. All right, because that, did that one have Randy Orton on the front, or was that one John? Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the 12. Yeah, so I started there, and I got them every year since then. And then um, I got freaking, uh, what, 19 this last season, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I put it in, I downloaded all the content, I created my character like I normally do every game that come out, and then I played maybe two, three rounds of the story mode, and I have never played it since. <laughs> oh man! So I, mean, I'm, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So it's just like for me to do all that again and just let twenty sit there as it does with a nineteen. I think I played eighteen more than nineteen. Well, I know for a fact I played eighteen more than nineteen, but I don't want to go through that again. And it's just like you said. I mean, November's coming soon, so they have a Black Friday sale, and I'm pretty sure I can get it for real cheap. <laughs> Uh, somebody actually mentioned that on 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 Twitter, yeah, that Black Friday is coming, and uh, I'm, we don't have that once again in France, so I'm not able to do that kind of thing. Uh, we have the equivalent, what, what which one is called a uh, uh, Cyber Monday or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like uh, where they have deals only online. Um, but we don't have the Black Friday thing, so I can't I can't do this. But yeah, I don't know how much you you can pick up a game for that has been just released in on Black Friday. What half the price? No. Oh uh, well. I've seen anywhere between like a regular game here in the States is uh fifty nine ninety nine, sixty bucks. Right. Well sixty right. sixty four thirty four with tax. So yeah, yeah. I've seen at Walmart newer release games getting bumped down to like thirty nine ninety nine. Okay. And uh, yeah. maybe two or three dollars cheaper than that. So That's the price I would pay that game. Yeah. But not sixty dollars, and that's the basic version, which I think is not even worth it. I think the the version that's worth it is called the deluxe, yeah. which is extra characters and stuff, and that's ninety dollars. I mean, what? <laughs> ninety dollars? Are you kidding? Thirty dollars for like few characters? Did you see how they they rendered China? Yeah, I just seen that today. <laughs> I mean, what? They, like they it, went they went it, with it, the freaking rocket launcher version, and I was just like, uh, they could have did better than that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, it, it is. I mean, somebody put a, a comparison with uh, somebody that made a creator wrestler China, and somebody in the actual version that the WWE released for the game, and I'm like, the guy that made it on the um, on on the creator wrestler did a better job with an actual version of the game that's not designed to make China. Yeah, <laughs> and it was better than that. I mean, sure, she's not around for her to have the, the motion capture and everything, but still, was like, she- come on. Well, shit, man, DDP is still around and they made him look like ass. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for that. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, the, the games they, they are releasing are all the same, really. And uh, I don't think I don't think people want to play that. I mean, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people doing their fantasy uh, characters into yeah. their fantasy, uh, you know, rosters and everything. But. To be honest, most of the pe- people that I see playing, they don't even play the game. They put CPU versus CPU and yeah, they watch their own that, thing. That's what and I do. <laughs> like what? You that, know? Yeah. That's that's what I wind up like um, 
17 and 18, that's what I did a lot. I would create characters or I would go to the community creations and I would download current roster people that they didn't have in the game. And mm-hmm. I would just book matches and I would just watch the computer fight them because I just didn't want to go through all that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, you you come to a point when you don't even want to... You make just a live action of what you would like to see on, on TV and you don't. And I mean, that's not what I want to do as a player. I'm a gamer first, you know, and I want to play the games. That's why when I um, when I pick up, for example, the arcade game, WrestleMania, the arcade game, I want to play it. I don't put CPU versus CPU. I, I mean, those modes, CPU versus CPU, were implanted in video games so they can show the games, so they showcase them in like E3 convention or stuff like that so they don't have to play the game all the time to show it to people and that's why those modes were here and now they just leave them in the games because people just like to to do that like look at the youtubers and and streamers they are with their bowl of cereal with their own stream and they just let the cpu do everything and i'm like why 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 do you even enjoy the content you make? Are you even enjoying anything except your bowl of cereal? You don't. <laughs> like this is not this is not fun. Don't tell me you're having fun downloading the character of somebody else that you didn't even create because you didn't have the time or I don't know the the creativity to make the character. And on top of it, you play it CPU versus CPU. Like I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know either, man. <laughs> mm, yeah, I have no clue. But um. I don't know. It's just it makes you feel like you run the Federation and everything when you be able to do it like that. You know, you know, that's kind of how I feel about it. There's another game um, created by former guest uh, Matt Dickey called uh, Wrestling Revolution for iOS and it's on Steam. And yeah, yeah, I played it. The 3D version on the PC made me laugh like crazy. Yeah, I have that, man. And I had him on the show. You should go back and listen to that episode. But oh, okay, All right. Yeah, I will. But that, man, just that game by itself, the way you can just, um, how they did the storyline <laughs> stuff to where yeah. you actually run in this company to where, like, it's not like 2K to where, all right, you put people on a roster, you stage mm-hmm. your matches or whatever. Then you might get a cutscene here and there or whatever. But with the game he made, um, the Wrestling Revolution or whatever, you are in the weeds of it because you got people coming to you talking about, you know, you need to pay me extra or I quit. Um, you got people talk, coming to you about design changes to their costumes and everything and negotiating pay and, you know, you putting on an actual TV show. And I was like, yeah, and that's funny. I mean, that's creative, you know, like the, the, he takes risks because he can. Yeah. You know, he can do that. I mean, I remember that I played it and I was like, you are in a cutscene and you can literally move your character <laughs> during the cutscene. And you've got two people talking to each other and your character is in the back Just fucking up the table and stuff. <laughs> and I was like laughing so hard because the entire cutscene is completely fucked up. The desk explodes. You start to beat people in the cutscene. And I was like, why did he design it like this? Why is it so free? Like you can like something so, so stupid as just entering the arena when your 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 wrestler comes in the arena entering the arena yourself and and like do the taunts right away Mm -hmm. pick up the chair if you want to go on the ring when you want to and i mean these things why why is it not on the on the wwe game why why is that to be a a video already pre-recorded you know i don't know yeah because um he's a one-man project over there he does right that's it by himself and it's just amazing because like he has other games and you know when he when I talked to him about it, he was just like, 
everything that's in the wrestling game is from all the other games that he made that he just incorporated into the wrestling game. So okay, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because like I can remember when he was doing regular updates on the um, wrestling game, I I can see I can visually see the difference. Not so much graphics wise, but like uh-huh. just in the mechanics of it. To where yeah. like I can pick up a guy in a fireman's care like up on my shoulders then I can bring him down and go into an arm bar submission you know just little tweaks and stuff that he made like that to where I actually throw somebody and they actually fly into somebody that's in the way yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy (laughs) this game is crazy I love it and I know there's a 2D version so I guess that was the version on iOS maybe or uh, maybe the smartphone version I guess well they have both they have both on there now. It started off with the, um, the oh. I started off with the 2D version on my phone, and then mm-hmm. it came out with the 3D version on the phone as well. Okay, okay, yeah. But I mean, that's I mean, for a one man project, I mean, that's where you can relate. You you're like, okay, this guy is him is by himself. is capable to do this with his own like uh, he's on time. You know, he's not. I mean, of course, we buy the game later on, but nobody's paying him on a monthly basis to actually release this game. Yeah. And on the other side, you've got gigantic companies with actual trademarks and names and superstars. And they have partnerships with like Sony, Universal, Warner, and they have everything. And and yet they, you, you feel like somehow there's more depth to a game that's designed by one person that's than a game that's uh, run by like, I don't know, a hundred of them. And that's where, that's where I have a problem. That's where when I play a, an actual WWE game, uh, I feel like there's no charisma in it. I feel like I'm seeing empty shells fighting against each other. I don't see, I don't see the aura. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't yeah. see the charisma of these characters. I don't. Where back in the days on the Nintendo 64, you could understand those characters somehow. You you felt like they were here. You know, it was it was different. Now it doesn't feel like there's no attitude. There's nothing. Yep, the attitude era is gone <laughs> yeah here we go uh, just this i mean and you know i i mean i am nostalgic of that time but i have nothing against the the current time i love the roster of the wwe i i i love uh you know the 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 fact that they are doing um like the highlights on on the women championship i love that yeah. i think becky lean charlotte flair like uh, even asuka i'm a big fan of asuka and i think they're dudes those characters are amazing i feel like they really want to push them uh on the wwe 2 uh, 20 uh 2k20 sorry mm-hmm. and uh that i like but once again when i see the final render i'm like no it's it seems shallow you know it's not what you could do it seems shallow yeah you're gonna have fun doing the matches that you want to see but it doesn't go further than that you know, and and I and once again, I refuse to pay that much money for this. What they are trying to do right now is secure uh, the sales. That's all. They they try to incorporate things, and so uh, as a collector, I like to collect things that are a little bit different. So collecting WWE 2K20 as just the box, uh, I don't really want to do that. I prefer to collect the the collector editions and for example the they have the uh, the collector edition that's the smackdown 20th anniversary with uh, the big blue box and yeah. uh, but the content of it is not even like i want to say related to the game somehow mm-hmm. like i mean i'm sorry but when i hear about smackdown i, I don't see hulk hogan as the main thing no you know i see i, I felt like smackdown was designed for the rock 
you know so if for me that was the rock for example or you know i remember john cena coming to to smackdown for the first time uh you know uh guys like ray mysterio eddie guerrero you know things like that and uh, when i see that they are pushing hulk hogan i don't i don't feel like it's the right thing to do you you're having a, a piece of the apron of smackdown i mean that's it's irrelevant to me the last one, the Wu edition of Ric Flair, and I'm not even a big fan of Ric Flair, but on the WWE 2K19, uh, I have the Wu edition, which is the big the big box with the pop figure, which is yeah. nice. That's a pop figure. It's nice. You have the ring, the replica ring of the Hall of Fame in the little box, like a ring box, right? Yeah. That's super cool. You've got cards. Okay, I don't even play the game, the card game. I don't play it, but still, it's there. You've got the little uh, piece of the, the robe of Ric Flair. I mean... When you are a fan of Ric Flair, that's great. But even if you're not, you've got a cool pop figure that you can actually display somewhere. That ring is amazing. It looks great. You've got the game. You've got you've got everything. You've got the big thing. But the, the SmackDown edition, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something better. They could. But I feel like it's just representing what the game is going to be. It's going to be shallow and one more big DLC that cost $130. And that's, that's not normal, you know? Yeah. Now, um... There was only one edition, I believe, uh, collector's edition that they put out that I really wanted. And I believe yeah. it was the, didn't, I could be wrong, but I think they had an NXT edition or some shit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was the one with the um, Finn Balor demon statue. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I wanted that one so bad. And I, I actively went there to try to get it, but they were sold out. You know, I mean, it wasn't a thing to where like, oh, I can just get a second hand off eBay or some shit like that. It's like I wanted it in the sense that if I go here and pre-order and they just so happen to have one, I would get it. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't have it. That's a version that I do not have. And I have I, because, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a Rockefeller. Right. I don't have ult <laughs> ultimate money. I don't, I'm not a Trump. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, it's. So I can't buy it right now because of my finances. I, I bought way too many games this month and I'm, I'm stopping there. But right now on eBay, because I, I checked that out, there's this version, that's the 2K17 of NXT with the Finn Balor and everything. It's brand new, all right? And uh, that's the Xbox One version, but it's there. It's for $39. Wow. U.S. That's in the U.S. And I think it's like the, the shipping cost to whatever wherever you are in the U.S. is probably $5. Uh, because me, it's $17 to friends. So I guess it's going to be around $5. So basically for the whole thing is $45 for the whole main thing. I'll send you the link if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can definitely buy it. It's not expensive right now. It's because once again, they made pre-sales and, uh, those guys went on the internet and bought hundreds of these things because they thought that it would sell well and it didn't. And so now like three years later, we're selling those things, mint condition inbox, still sealed for $39 and that's that's the truth though the Smackdown edition I'm just gonna wait a few it's gonna be brand new for the same price so that's why I'm not even rushing on it you know yeah yeah well damn <laughs> I think you um, mentioned it a little bit earlier when you was going on your um, your tirade about the video games but out of all the ones that you've collected so far which one is your favorite um, so it has to be the first game I ever had, which is WWF Warzone on the Nintendo 64, which once again is a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bad game. You've got to say what it is, but it has a very few, uh, characters. And on top of it, uh, the Nintendo 64 due to the cartridge yeah. is limited with the sound, with the graphics, with the way it operates. The PlayStation version is way better. 
But once again, I was a Nintendo kid. I had the N64, not the PlayStation 1 at the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this one. I have to say that I am a big fan of TNA Impact. Many people didn't play it, but it's a really good game. It's fast-paced. Yeah. It's a very arcadey, and I love arcade games. Uh, it was really good. I wish there was a second one. And um, I love WWE All-Stars, which is, a, once again, a yeah. very arcade game from the WWE. And I think they went different from what they used to do and um and that's a good one actually yes. and you, you've played this one yes i love that game it's I, a good one right i actually sat there and i waited i held on to my 360 for so long because they were actually at one point in time putting out extra characters for the game yeah they were that was the first um no, that was not the first, actually. Ten, I did yeah. that. But yeah, on the Xbox 360, they would have packages you could download. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I love that game so much. And I, I just like, they need to do a re-release or make an updated version of that one. Because, I mean, I thought it was fun. Because one of the games that you brought up was uh, WrestleMania, the arcade game. And I love the shit out of that game. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, just to come back on WWE All-Stars... Um, you see how they design the characters. They look they look different from what you can see. You know they it, they look like almost caricatures yeah. of the actual uh, actual wrestlers. It is because before this game gets a release, they were working on another game that was called WWE Brawl, and this game uh, was actually developed by a, an Australian team, and they wanted to make that game based on a Sega Dreamcast game that was called I think. Power Spirit or Power Stone? I think Power, Power Stone. Stone. Yeah, yeah. Right, Power Stone. And it was that kind of game. That was a Power Stone kind of game with the, the wrestlers uh, from the WWE. So you would have Triple H with a big armor. You would have, like, I don't know, um, uh, The Undertaker dressed as a demon, uh, you know, like a spirit. And and you had uh, fights in environments when you can basically break everything. You can demolish, ravage everything around. Everybody had their own map edge uh you know the superstar they're on, on maps and they suddenly stopped they say no we won't we won't release it and what they did they, they were like well since we put that team and we spend money we're just gonna take the characters we're gonna take off all the the tires that we used on them and we're just gonna release the game as a like a more arcadey kind of game and you see that's the kind of direction they, they could have win something because they, they could have made something great and still they, they made wwe all-stars which is i think one of the better game because it's yeah. different and that's i think what people are waiting for they're waiting for something different that's easy to take but challenging at the same time but not where it's frustrating and yeah you you talk about the arcade game do you actually remember playing on the arcades or not I played both because the um, the one they released for home, like consoles or whatever, was different from yeah. the actual arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because you see, when it was released at home, it was not the same feeling. You know, you like the game on, on the arcade, but when it got home, first of all, the Super Nintendo version was bad. Yeah. It, there was only six characters out of eight. Uh, because just the, the the limits of the cartridge, and still the um, the pad was not made for that. The controller was not made for that, and that's why in my video I played with the actual joystick that was designed for the Super Nintendo, called the Super Advantage Joystick Arcade. And the thing is, you know, it's very stiff, 
it's not as good as the one you had on arc arcade machines with like sense buttons and actual joysticks, real good ones. And so the feeling is not the same. That's why I'm like the best version probably is the PlayStation version because the, the DualShock uh, controller is good. But that's why recently, and that's a video that I'm going to be releasing soon, uh, I bought a an arcade fight stick, an actual one that's used in competitions by people that play Street Fighter. It's called the Hori Pro Kai 5. It's called the Pro Kai 4, I think, on the PlayStation 4, but that's like an actual fight stick. You know, it's a good one. And uh, you can mod all the parts. You can buy your own buttons on websites like Focus Attack. And I changed everything and I made it. I made it a version that's ready for esports, you know? And what I did is that I actually ordered a custom plate for the arcade game. Because since I can't have the big arcade at home, because I live in an apartment and it's like $2,000, this thing, so forget it. I actually bought a fight stick and I custom, I customized my own uh, uh, fight stick. And I'm playing with this on the emulator and it runs just like the arcade game. And that's what I love, you know? I love that. But it was a little bit frustrating. You know, it was frustrating to play these games because they were made for you to spend money. They were made for you to spend coins in the arcade. Yeah. Nowadays, they don't care about your coins. You already paid the $60, hell, maybe $90 for that, for that game. So they don't care anymore. So they just make the game easy for you to play and that's it. You know, but back in the days, it was not easy. Those games were not easy at all. And that's why most of these games became actually bad. Because it's so hard, it's unbearable to play. You know, like the, the the games on the Super Nintendo or the, even the NES were awful. They were awful. They are here, but they were awful, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like they could have gone another direction. But yeah, the arcade game is probably still one of my favorite games. Like you were asking me the my favorite games. Well, that's probably one of my favorite games still. Definitely. Um, Man. We talk about nostalgia, and we went down a, a rabbit hole of memories and everything. You know, all the oh, games yeah. that you bring. I up. know. I, I think I played every game that you brought up, except for maybe um, the Engage one, and mm-hmm. um, it was another one you said. But I, I, I maybe believe, Crush Hour. Maybe yeah, you didn't play one. Crush Hour, right? Yeah, that's the one with the trucks or something, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't played that one. So I've on, out of all the ones you listed here so far, I've only. I've played all of them except for those two. Well, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Not like you're missing anything, I think. No, no, I don't think so, or whatever. But, like, in, you know, we talk about these wrestling games and everything. What else do you collect? Do you, is this your only thing that you hoarding so yeah so no not really actually i i don't uh i don't anymore i used to um well actually i started to hunt the games that i had when i was a kid the ones that really moved me as a kid and so that's why in uh, the video for the 300 subscribers i you know I, there was a question people were like what's your favorite game and i was like i mean it's impossible for me to tell you my favorite game in general but i can tell you the one that moved me and uh, that's why I collected them. That's why I, com- I collected the Nomad Soul uh, from uh, Quantic Dreams. I collected uh, Fantasy Star Online, the first Persona game on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, the Elder Scrolls, all of them. I love them all. You know, uh, the Fallout series. I, I love the Fallout series. You know, this game moved me. And uh, I'm still on the hunt of a few games that I had when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, some of them are are crazy, crazy expensive, like the the Monkey Island. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I mean, LucasArts made cr- crazy games like the Green Fandango, for example. But they're just 
very expensive, especially when you want them in big box, you know, the one we call big box for PC. And um, yeah, those ones are very expensive because they, they belong to the past, of course, and not everybody's selling them. They are holding on to them. So these ones I, 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 I collect and uh, but I don't find them often. And when I find them, generally they are in the hundred and plus uh, dollars. So yeah, and it's, and it's not easy to collect. Yeah. Uh, collecting is a gift and a curse. Right. So, man, I, I've appreciated the time that you uh given me this afternoon here in the States. It's probably- Are you crazy? I am the one that's grateful you even contacted me. You even uh, acknowledged me. I, I am like, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. You know, I was like, I was ec- I was ecstatic when I heard that because, you know, I, I started my channel, what? September. 20 days ago yeah like in september basically so uh, i started it and uh, like a lot of people are very responsive to what i'm doing and uh people already asking me hey do you want to come on the podcast or so a lot of them say a lot of things but they don't actually invite you and you you came and you were like hey i need you on the podcast you send me a link book the time you want it was done and i'm like like hands down that's the best interaction i've ever had with anybody that's running their own business i'm sorry but for me you're running a business yeah it's just it's just great. It is just great. The way you operate is just great. And I was ecstatic about it. And I and I talked about it to everybody around me. Even my girlfriend, she was like, so you've got a podcast tonight. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I am so happy. I'm so, I feel blessed to be on your podcast tonight. So thank you so much. Thank you. Man, that's I, th- I think I can retire from podcasting now. I just that was that that praise right there will just last me for the rest of my time doing this. Man. Do I not really stop. That. That's something you love, and I can tell by hearing you and the way you speak into that thing that you love what you're doing. If it's your patient, your passion, you should you should stick to it for real, for real. You got a thing for it, you go for it. Man, appreciate that a lot. Of course. Now, before you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, actually, I am on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. That's the YouTube channel, the main thing. But Twitter is where I interact the most. You just have to type Lucha Arcade, right? Lucha, like Lucha Libre, and Arcade. So that's in one word. And uh, I actually started to stream on Twitch today just to, to see how it worked. And it worked perfectly well. So I'm going to be on Twitch under the same name, except that you add live at the end. And that's going to be good. Oh, man, I like your layout on your, your Instagram. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I I, I, I had. Um, yeah, I wanted to make it as a little bit of a museum. But it's, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm experiencing. <laughs> uh, I, 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 do, do I do I uh, sniff a hint of a little OCD here? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, these are just like perfectly. In the center of the the frame, and yeah, I might have OCD and HDHD at the same time, ADHD at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been. A, I don't know. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I I got it down on Instagram. It's 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 pleasing to my eyes while I'm looking at. It. So I'm gonna follow that right now. I appreciate. It. I will follow back. And I uh, got you already on the freaking YouTube and whatnot. But as it is with everyone that has been a guest on this show. You are welcome. The door is open for you to come back anytime to where do you want to promote something coming up or you just want to come shoot the shit, man. I'm here well, absolutely. I would love to, but your your shows will last hours and hours because I keep on speaking all the time and ranting. And just, just so you know, you're always welcome to come play with me on anything you want, even if it's live or whatever, even if it's on WWE 2- 2K bullshit, I, I will play with you. No problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. And I genuinely hope that you've enjoyed this episode. It was great talking to my man Tony. And uh he just he just his accent is so damn dreamy. <laughs> But um, other than that, man, it's just his energy, the way he speaks passionately about the things that he enjoys. You know, it it motivates me. You know, I don't know what to do what, but it just it motivates me. It gets me going. I don't know what to do with my hands and shit. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you know, check out his YouTube and everything. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, his Instagram. I mean, he only got 29 posts as I record these words out of my mouth right now. But they just are aesthetically pleasing to make my eyes feel happy and shit. I mean, his shit is what Instagram is for, I guess. <laughs> Not un- unlike my shit. My shit is just random. <laughs> also, big shout out to uh, Jared, one of the founders of Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. And, uh, you know, they own shells, baby, out there in Utah, man. They just, they, they, they're making their way. Man, before you know it, we'll be taking over to Walmart, homie. Be taken all over the Walmart, maybe even some HEBs down here in the Texas area and whatnot. But congratulations to them. I'm proud to be sponsored by them. And uh, I will wave the banner of Hooks, Rubs and Spices until whenever the day ceases, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I was. That was kind of dark anyway. But yeah, hit them up on Etsy. You know, you can do it by going. To, yeah, I can't talk. I'm I'm drinking right now. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Then I got to go to a birthday party. So I'm pre-gaming. But go to Etsy.com. Search for Hooks, Rubs and Spices or use uh, Hooks, Rubs and Spices dot Etsy dot com. You can get 10 percent off your order if you use that promo code three R show, baby. So, uh yeah, I mean, they didn't change up the labels on that and switch the game up, baby. So, I mean. I guess, you know, it still remains to be seen that the the 3R show bump is is proving itself cuz uh Jared has been on the show before when we uh did the review of the Black Panther movie when it first came out. So he has been a part of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast and his partner Jay um who I don't think he does anything directly with hooks rubs and spices, but is his uh co-host on the hashtag blackout podcast. He's been on the show in voicemail form. So I guess voicemails uh work in a sense too. So I'm gonna start promoting that again. You know, get your voice heard on the random rounds with Rob through the voicemail line. That's 304-825-5762. And maybe you can benefit from the three R show bump. But since Jared has been on and, you know, he, he went into the business world of uh, creating rubs and spices and shit for your meats and everything else delicious. Now he is on shelves, baby, in actual stores. And he's making good profit when you do these farmers markets and everything. He is benefiting from the three R show bump. I'm trying to make this thing a real thing. But I mean, we can't just specifically talk about Jared. And hooks, rubs, and spices. Let's let's look at some of the other things that happened because of their presence on the three R show. We just had not too long ago returning guest Kiefer Bartek. He went from just being a lowly. I ain't gonna say lowly because he's talented. He he went from being a a successful professional wrestler to having and running his own wrestling company. Benefits of the three R show bump. <laughs> Who else we got? We got Kiara Hogan, who was on the show, who went on to do 
multiple things on television as far as impact and uh wow women's of wrestling you know that's on syndicated television baby benefit of the three r show bump who else we got um we got freaking michael jai white was on the show now then pre-production of his new movie the outlaw johnny black which thanks to you all because it was crowdfunded is you know underway it's getting started and this dude was dubbed king of a freaking country in africa somewhere so i mean this dude went from being a phenomenal actor and martial artist to a freaking king all benefits of the three r show bump baby <laughs> what else uh what's some other things um sir john lee can't talk highly enough about this man you know great producer great musician and everything he got credits um from some movies from after being on this show you know being a composer doing music for um, a movie that i was in called brick city which you can look it up on imdb right now and uh he's credited as a composer he's also been uh, credited on some other projects and everything through the Random Rambles Robs podcast, the three all show bump. What else? I'm trying to think of who else benefited from the bump. It's, it's so many people that comes to my mind. Oh, Josiah Williams. You know, you know him famously for doing um, the wrestling flow, the, um, the wrestling theme remixes or whatever. He was on the show and shortly thereafter, he was signed with the WWE Performance Center. You working down at NXT doing interviews and all kind of stuff. Now you're on TV, baby benefits who else alicia atoot you know she highly successful doing interviews and everything with um, professional wrestlers and indie artists and now she's on aew television and you know a slew of other things has just been lining up for you since being on the show who else chris van vliet another guy we just seen him on the premiere of aew television with uh jason muse and kevin smith ringside live on tnt baby it's in this others right now that's not coming to my mind but that's just some more of the notable ones brian cage he came on the show um then we'll move on to be uh freaking impact world heavyweight champion <laughs> marty demoth he would move on to be a freaking lucha underground champion and now he has a successful twitch channel so, I mean, it's endless benefits to being on the show, baby. I ain't trying to sell you no smoke, but I mean, it's just coincidental. Black Rambo. Look him up on Instagram. Black Rambo TV. He went from having 86,000 followers. Now he damn near to a million. He got like 500, 600,000 followers. All the benefits of the three R show bump. All right. But I done said that. I done rambled for so long talking about the benefits of being on the 3R show. But I just want to let you know straight up, you know, this is no lie that I I can't big up off the back of all these people. They all put in hard work. They are dedicated to their craft and whatever it is they're doing. And they made the success for themselves and everything. Except for Michael Jai White. He that was some other shit. He just they gave I don't know how you get kingship. You know, it was some other things <laughs> contributing to that, but like Wow. Anyway, but all these people worked hard to get to where they are now, and I applaud them, and I'm just so humbled and appreciative for them to take time out of their lives, their schedules, and everything to just bullshit with me for a little while. So if you want to hear those interviews of all those people that I just named, go to randomrobcast.com. 
go to the guest tab and you can find a picture, press the button. It'll take you right to the episodes and enjoy. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. The show that you're listening to right now, The Random Rambles with Rob, has its own Twitter, which you can follow at 3RShow. You can go to Instagram and follow me as I walk through the halls of Walmart. Just use the hashtag 3RShow and use the hashtag WalmartLog and then once again, randomrobcast.com, where you can find many different ways to help support the show. But the most important way that you can help this podcast and any other podcast that you listen to is by writing reviews, five star reviews on any platform that you listen to the show on. It is very much appreciated and it gets the numbers up and it gets the word out and it helps out, helps out, helps out so tremendously. So with that being said, ow. See you next time, Gadget. <laughs>